broadcasting live from the luxury suite on the plain of Capenna. We don't know that. We're just trying to will it into existence. This is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome, everybody, to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Cameron. Hi. And Nelson. I'm here, too. And today we are going to be looking at everything that Wizards announced in their whole big announcement stream back on uh, Tuesday, the 24th. We're recording this on Saturday, August 28th for for your reference and there was a lot of things they said a whole bunch of things and we're going to tell you all about them but first we're going to tell you that you can order a lot of them not all of them but a lot of them eventually from our sponsor card kingdom please check out cardkingdom.com slash lrr that lets them know that we sent you and we do that because they're great and they have good prices and boy do they have fast shipping and they'll ship you stuff anywhere you live and you can tell them loading ready run sent me button please ask for a little one inch button and they will send it to you and currently it says lands in front party in the back which is just so clever if you could all just you know make whatever your minimum order is and you know even if you haven't figured out everything you need to buy if you could just go ahead and buy a few cards from card kingdom and ask for that button so that it's not here next week i'd really appreciate it (laughs) already on it so yeah wizards had their massive announcement stream they they do they have started rather to do one of these every year i think the last two or three years certainly it's been sort of like here's everything forthcoming you know here's our roadmap essentially and they announced a whole bunch of cool stuff and so we're gonna basically give you all the information you need to know and uh, a little bit about our initial reactions so first up we're gonna finish out 2021 which i can't believe is almost september yeah it's like it's like March right now, right? It feels like it. Your kid's going into a grade that starts with a letter, man. Or I mean yeah. a number, a number now. Yeah, she's going into grade one. And it's like yeah. she, she was in kindergarten during the pandemic. Like it's, it's, it's the concept of time is difficult to track. But, but related to this first thing we're going to talk about. Exactly. It's the, <laughs> the out of time super drop, which is a new bunch of secret layers. I noticed that they've actually got in the images for these secret layers they have the smaller boxes that the secret layers were sent to us in that sort of influencer bundle and i mentioned in the crack episode i was like these are nice these are smaller i like these so yeah like the the slip cover like ones yeah well not slip cover but like you know they're i want to say like they're they're sleeker yeah they're physically like a quarter of the size of the existing boxes september 2021 tiny boxes maybe fall of 2022 there'll be a, a button you can click and they just send you the cards in an envelope that'd be good send them to me in a little book <laughs> you know maybe give that book like a magnetic enclosure you want like a tiny deck box sized book or what are we saying oh, here? I'm, I'm just like gesturing at the things that from the vault used to come in oh right 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 oh right yes so yeah it's a big super drop of secret layers like the last time we discussed the super drop there's a bunch of different things in it this one's actually already available at time of recording and it's available until september 14th i don't actually know it says it's the out of time super drop and i don't actually know what this how this relates to time any more than any other (laughs) secret layer does but we'll go through it real quick first up is kamigawa inc which is legendary creatures from the original kamigawa block done in in a a painterly ink on paper style with some 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 colors so there's heartless hidetsugu kami of the crescent moon pardon me kami of the crescent moon michiko kanda truth seeker reki the history of kamigawa and toshiro umezawa and they're all the art is all done by i can't read it on jung shan sorry it was very small in the actual artist credit on the card images they have posted so far so yeah, they're borderless and they have a really cool style. They look great, honestly. They do. They do. I'm not sure if any cards I play are here, but like, I really like this use of secret layers. Yeah. I like it. And I think I'm probably not going to buy it, but I imagine enough people will buy it just for the Toshiro because that like is a somewhat popular commander, I believe, mm. that hopefully I'll be able to pick up a cool painterly heartless Sudetsuku and possibly put back together my first EDH deck ever. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But yeah, they look they look very nice. Yeah. Also, if you're a fan of old cards out of time, maybe you're an old school player, you'll think the following drop looks very nice. It's called Teferi's Time Trouble. And yes, from from jokes on Reddit or whatever, from from theories and fan crafted cards and things that we thought things might look like if they had come from 1994. It's 
old border, old text style planeswalkers if they had been made without the planeswalker template. So it's yeah. just a big paragraph explaining all the abilities. Yep, it's like Blackblade before yeah. equipment existed, right? So like, for example, Karn, the great creator, is a four-mana planeswalker legend who says, opponent's artifacts can't activate. Put five loyalty, use counters, on Karn. Opponent can attack Karn as though he were you. Any damage he suffers depletes that much loyalty. If Karn has no loyalty, he abandons you. During your turn, you may add one loyalty to turn target non-creature artifact into an artifact creature with both power and toughness equal to its casting costs until your next turn. Or you may spend two loyalty to put an artifact card from outside the game into your hand. <laughs> Nailed it. It's not, yeah, it's not just from like an altars company. It's it's a real product. Yeah. I dig these actually. Karn has like 400 abs. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Dude is just absolutely shredded. What it's, an inspiration. Yeah. And it's art from Adam Rex, Greg Staples, and Mark Zug and the uh, the old borders and all the all the words. Very funny. I like this a lot. As well as Karn, you get Teferi, Time Raveler, and Dak Faden. Yes. Sorry. I put them on screen, but I forget that. Sorry, I'm running the card reader today as well. So I forgot that I hadn't actually said it with my voice words. Next is there's two new artist series in this summer drop. First one, Johannes Voss. It's very exciting. This the These cards look like an anime that I kind of want to watch. Like it's yeah. it's it's a man and an angel. It looks like like a monk and an angel, perhaps maybe a cleric and an angel. The notes here say that the cards come together to tell a story and feature a, a poem written by the artist like there's it's actually the the four cards between them have a haiku wow that's uh, incredible yeah i'm just seeing that now the the cards are sanctum prelate which i don't recall this card's original printing actually i don't i don't remember most of these cards it's from either conspiracy or like arch enemy or some one of those all right like summer draft sets it's one white white for a two two human cleric as it enters the battlefield choose a number non-creature spells with mana value equal to the chosen number can't be cast which is interesting. It's a relevant card, yeah. Yeah. Uh, carpet of Flowers, which I saw many people very excited for a Carpet of Flowers reprint. Still don't know where that one's from. Never heard of this card before. It's a legacy card. It's from before modern. Oh, okay. Sphere of Safety and Karmic Guide. The art on Sphere of Safety is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting like a very strong five centimeters per second vibe. Mm. I don't know what that is, but I'm getting a strong vibe from it for sure. It was an anime. Cool. Is it good? Should I watch it? You know, I haven't watched it in a very long time. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Fair. There's a lot of anime that I watched years ago that was awesome at the time that I'm confident I should not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> in retrospect i've watched akira at least every 10 years and it's holding up nice yeah akira is great have you tried watching wings of oniames recently <sighs> no mm. didn't hold up hey uh, the the last 10 minutes are spectacular well <clears throat> no like the, <laughs> sorry the 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 space between the last 15 and the last 10 minutes are spectacular <laughs> the ending itself is still what uh, anyway <laughs> anyway the next artist series is thomas baxa who also has a very unique stylized style that was a terrible sentence, but you get the <laughs> idea. Anyway, <laughs> Obnixilus Reignited, uh, Sliver Hive Lord, which is like on the one hand, you know, cool that we get a little bit more sort of, of the anatomy of slivers, but also deeply upsetting that mm -hmm. this that we get to see us like, you know, basically like a, a brood, a brooding sliver with like the giant pulsating egg butt. Don't like yep. it. Sire of Insanity, which, yeah, that that would that would put me over the edge mentally. And Spellskite. I mean, th these are I'm not sure any of these are like well i mean sliver overlord clearly is it you know good card but i like all of these cards oh yeah right like sire of insanity i want to play with my this is a card i play with uh anya falcon wrath oh yeah right all the madness <laughs> yeah and you can just see that this guy's like C step on into my chest cavity kids <laughs> <laughs> Right, because this is a Rakdos card from from the second Ravnica set. Yeah. Right. Second Ravnica block. Right. This was from Gate Crash. That sounds right, or and possibly even Dragon's Maze. Yeah, mm. maybe it was Dragon's Maze yeah. actually. But uh, you know, this guy he's he's happy. He's welcoming you into his giant glowing chest cavity of fun. Maybe you will see a sword swallower. Who knows? I really like this set. And then Spellskite. I finally understand Spellskite now. I know why it works. Because I want to lightning bolt this thing. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. It's perfect, right? It kind of reminds me of it, like the end of it, when you see what it really looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like my opponent would just like put this on the field and I'm like, cool, I hate it. Lightning bolted. And they're like, I have to activate the ability. And they're like, no, you don't. <laughs> I'm doing this for me. It's got four <laughs> toughness too. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely, if you saw this, it you know, your your reaction would be a sharp shriek and like stamping on it, except yep. that I, I imagine it's too big to actually do that. But if it were appropriate size, you just, ah! Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm getting a shovel and, you know, when I'm done hitting this thing with a shovel, I'm going to need an entire box of Kleenex to clean up all like the tears and does you know when you're you're sobbing so hard because you're upset that it mixes with snot does that have a word no. there's a lot of that going on here but like if it did have a word it would end in a y because that happens more with like kids yeah 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 let's get all those ickies off you little little camwin <laughs> can we go for ice cream now yes we can go for ice cream get in the car okay okay i think all this art is fantastic and i even play at least one of these cards regularly and the other there's two more in the set that are like played a fair bit by other people or, or sometimes me and uh, yeah it's just not i don't think it's quite worth it for me because i have all of them already for secret layer but they look great mm -hmm. great set thomas baxa i also wanted to yeah. sneak in real quick sorry just because we've been going quick i really like the value that you get out of the various time trouble pile and although all these texts for some reason aren't for me for most old school players they like it yeah i mean this is like a t3 fairy right mm -hmm. like the it's like a good deal for those three planeswalkers they're all good planeswalkers that get played yeah yeah nice. the next one is called math is for blockers where have i heard that hmm that's a familiar phrase i'm always wary of like planting a flag in like we came up with that kind of thing because invariably someone will be like well my play group has been using that since you know, 19 umpty six, you know, and that may be the case, but I definitely feel like we popularized math is for blockers, if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, if someone told us that, like when we made the pin that said math is for blockers, like, Hey, that was my joke. I came up with that. I certainly haven't heard from them. No. And, mm -hmm. and I know that this has happened before to us because there was, I told this story on the stream the other day that someone on the magic subreddit was making a whole bunch of magic t-shirts, just sort of, sort of like custom designed t-shirts with like funny sort of common parlance phrases on it. And they were doing a bunch for different sort of color combinations. And for Jund, they did Jund them out. And right. I was like, I contacted him and said, Hey, I'm sorry. Can, can you not? Because that's our thing. And you know, we, we literally sell Jund them out t-shirts already. Mm -hmm. And, and he sort of pushed back with like, no, this, this is not, this is not a thing that you did. This is a common phrase that people say in the magic community. And I was like, N yes. <laughs> <laughs> because because funny story literally something we scripted in a video <laughs> just jundum yeah so i i don't know i'm i'm not as bullish on 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 claiming math is for blockers but i don't know i feel some amount of ownership over it also they put the meandering tower shell in this oh yeah well i mean that was one of our previews yeah the conceit with this of course is the power and toughness of the creatures if you line them up right so they all if sorry what is it if you put them all in a row they all add to three one four one five nine two six oh five, it's pi three. in a row starting with the brazen borrower and going forward i see 3.14 gotcha oh yeah. okay so there's some more things going on right like i actually did not catch that someone pointed it out to me i would love to say that i just looked at it and was like oh how droll it's pi i get it but no somebody had to point it out to me and then i was like oh right so yeah it starts with brazen borrower done in the shape of a triangle and then I guess a right triangle. Yeah, broadly speaking, in the shape of a right triangle. Then Vindictive Lich. I don't remember where Vindictive Lich is from, but... It's an ancillary set. I think Commander. Very sort of like spirally art. There's a lot of... I feel like there's a lot of golden ratio with this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see that. The artists, the art's all done by Alexandre Chaudray, and apparently they start with simple geometric shape, then blow them up into fantastic illustrations of spectacular creatures. So it's like their their art style has has like, you know, a, a tight connection with mathematics. Mm. Meandering Tower Shell, as we mentioned. Oran Frostfang, which is cool. Snow creature. And... And Thrag Tusk. I mean, these are all good cards. I actually kind of like this set a lot. Three, one, four, five, nine, two, six, five, three. That's really cool. Yeah. I hadn't picked up on the pie thing. I don't know. I'd be kind of excited to get a, a Brazen Borrower whose art I really like. Yeah, Vindictive Lich and Thrag Tusk are both Canadian Highlander playable as well. I don't know about Frostfang and Meandering Tower Shell, obviously a bit of a meme, but it is a cool set. There's a lot of perfect circles we see in the art. Like there's a moon mm -hmm. in the background of almost all the pictures and like the Thrag Tusk beasts and their tusks are sort of like interlocking 
walking circle shapes. It, it's very pretty. Yeah, I find these pleasing to look at. I very much enjoy the flavor text on Thrag Tusk. For a crash course in addition, hunt a single Thrag Tusk. <laughs> hmm. Always carry two spears. Yeah. Clever. Clever. I like it. And yeah, that's it. So th those are the secret lair drops. And you can get them in a foil bundle and a non-foil bundle and a bundle with everything in foil and not foil. The flavor text on Meandering Tower Shell, I just realized. Yeah, it's really good. good too. The weight the is proportional to the weight. It's very good. I'd like to learn more about the Johannes Voss one. Like if there's, a, I don't know if there's going to be a podcast about the creation of all that or something. It seems mm. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see more of the Johannes Voss secret lair cinematic universe. <laughs> so that's secret lair that was several minutes but that's fine rounding out the rest of 2021 we've got Innistrad which is coming up soon the it's in it's in two parts as as has been mentioned you know this this was not new information but as a reminder coming out in mid-September is Innistrad Midnight Hunt which is a set focused on the werewolves of Innistrad and then in November is Innistrad Crimson Val which is focused on the vampires of Innistrad and and seemingly is also involving Olivia Valdarin marrying, we think, Edgar Markov. Definitely seems to be. It's the uh, it's the event of the season, really. Mm -hmm. Place to, to see and be seen. Yeah. Can't wait for MGG Cosplay Twitter when Innistrad Crimson Vow comes out. Yeah, pretty yeah. soon on September 2nd, there's going to be a live stream debuting stuff from Midnight Hunt. And then previews will be forthcoming after that. And we will have a pre-pre-release and more information on that, dates and times and whatnot. Watch the skies. We'll tell you as soon as we have that all locked away. So that's cool. I'm excited to go back to Innistrad. Me too. To see what sort of what they do with it this time. Just from what we've what little we've seen from the previews of like Join the Dance, for example, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, last episode. Who knows? Just based purely on that, which is like sort of a midsummer vibe of a bunch of people dancing around a giant wicker wolf, I wanna say. <laughs> Seems correct, yeah. Yeah burning wolf yeah looks like the people of innistrad have been in, have started embracing more pagan traditions yeah well i mean like a friend and i have been talking a lot about this around the green green knight right which oh, yeah. film that came out recently and you know looking up actual scholarly articles on syn syncretism in early christian art mm. right basically the takeaway was that like people think of the medieval period as one of kind of like christian fundamentalism but honestly they integrated a lot of like pagan beliefs and it was a multicultural society as it turns out so stuff like the green knight isn't necessarily like you know the, the pagan history versus the christian knight right it's like more complex than that it, it, this is this is a really big aside for what i'm getting at here but <laughs> We're with you. Yeah, I, 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 I like watching the interplay of these things, right? Like, what was there before the Church of Avicen right. on Innistrad? And it looks a lot like this, which makes sense to me. Yeah, so I'm excited to to see how that how that goes. And we'd know even less about Crimson Vow, except that probably Soren is in it, we assume. I guess he could be in Midnight Hunt, we don't know yet. Yeah, we're going to see Soren just, like, crash through the door of the chapel, kind of hammered. <laughs> you know, do, does anyone have any objection? Speak now or... <laughs> ever old your piece i do smash listen to here he put me in a rock you can't you can't keep doing this here stop the wedding stop uh, stop the wedding yeah death cap for cutie is playing it's really yeah. like mm. Uh, they've announced the return of in-store promos, like promo cards for like events at Wizards Play Network stores, specifically an Arbor Elf, a foil collected company, and a foil worm coil engine. And they said that the, so it's, if anyone competes, you get a Arbor Elf. If you make top eight, you get a collected company. And if you win the event, you get a worm coil engine. And the, yeah, they say the winner and top eight promos awarded at WPN stores will have the store name printed on them. That's really cool. This is for specifically store championships events starting in December, right? Yeah, yeah. This isn't yeah. just like... And this is the return of store championships. If you remember, that was a program that was around around the time of PPTQs, you know, sort of four or five years ago. Yeah. I look forward to buying these off the, the winner. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Having the store printed on your car is super cool, though. Thank you. Thank you for that, WPN Network. Excellent move. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a commander party in October and store championships in December. So that'll be neat. Also, in October, Pioneer Tales of Its Demise are greatly exaggerated hmm. because they are printing Pioneer Challenger decks. So they did this a couple of years ago with Modern, I want to say. 
it was like an off the shelf ready to play modern deck like 10 years ago with modern but yeah jeez yeah sorry yeah, it was wasn't it the mono white black white maybe it wasn't 10 maybe it was like six or seven years but it was quite a while it, ago. it was a token strategy though right yes black white tokens so it had like the intangible virtue and then possibly doom travelers definitely gave you some tide hollow scholars and some inquisition of kozilex and path to exile and then like lingering souls and there were some rare dual lands it was a pretty great deal honestly and it looks like these pioneer challenge decks are uh keeping that spirit alive and giving you a, a pretty decent deck like maybe sort of a buy two two of these and you have a, a competitive version of the deck in question and that you know saves you quite a bit of money so if, you, if you're not into pioneer yet probably check these out yeah they're azorius spirits orzov auras mono red burn and lotus field combo and they have the complete deck lists those sound like real decks yeah oh lotus the actual card lotus field okay i w i assumed that the field there referred to field of the dead but i am is F field of the dead might be banned i don't probably know. banned yeah may 2014 for that modern event deck so seven years okay yeah all right we're finally moving into 2022 now and they announced commander collection black which I'm excited to see because I got Commander Collection green and hoped that they would keep making them because I was definitely afraid that they were going to be like, well, we'd made green and didn't sell, so goodbye. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, this is really exciting. I think the the one card that everyone is super excited to see here is the Ophiomancer token. <laughs> right. <laughs> the token it's true finally a fiamancer our our nation turns its tired eyes to you <laughs> these are new art of a bunch of different cards we have ghoul caller gisa phyrexian arena which is uh really freaky looking reanimate toxic deluge as with previous commander collection the green one there are black themed versions of sol ring and command tower both of which look terrific liliana heretical healer which is the flip one that turns into liliana defiant necromancer and as you mentioned ophiomancer but most excitingly finally an official one one black snake with death touch token for ophiomancer which is double-sided and on the backside has a zombie but we don't care about that just in case he didn't have a zombie token yet somehow it is the zombie token for liliana's brother that's oh, uh cool what's his name josu Johan, josu yeah josu, yeah, josu Vess. Vess, yeah. right i did not realize that you're right that's super cool he ought to have a chest where that where his chest is yeah i mean come on into my gaping chest cavity wound children <laughs> that's the that's the theme for this announcement apparently yeah yeah, yeah. the frexy arena also has got like a i don't know if it's shale dread or just like some other kind of weird you know monster that's got a huge mouth for like a lower half that's good yeah that's children yeah well that's yeah, very creepy looking children yeah i'm like wow that's a weird thing to have on you know because phyrexian arena of course i see phyrexian arena and i think yogmoth but no of course it's been like 10 years cameron mm -hmm. okay because this, this does put me in mind of the card from dominaria with god what is it it's not yogmoth's bargain it's Yagma's Vile Offering. Yes, the one with Hannah in it that's based on the art for I Isle of the Dead, the painting Island of the Dead. Well, yeah, but like Yagmoth. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Yagmoth itself. <laughs> at this point, right. he's sort of shaped like the arena in this image, with like just sort of like a big like semicircle with pokey walls and stuff. It oh, looks okay. looks kind of like this, but you're right because that's not Yagmoth. That does look like Sheldred leaning over it. And I, it's like can Sheldred also make herself big and in, into a building? I guess maybe I'm, she's just always been that big, and we didn't notice the scale birds or whatever on her picture. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. I mean like i i'd i'd ignore that coming through a swamp at me too mm -hmm. what's fighting in the foreground that looks like a phyrexian rager or something yeah uh, phyrexian rager and I, I, is that cough i can't see it's so small please pick up this you know commander collection and put it really close to your face and let us know yeah. what's happening in the art of this phyrexian arena and uh, don't forget your upkeep trigger kisa always just out there keeping it real having a good time oh yeah never took off her wedding dress is that her wedding dress probably not yeah in this art for Gisa, we see her just after having taken off someone's head with a shovel. Yeah. Nice. Uh, probably about to turn them into a zombie. So, uh, I mean, like, nice I feel the question is that Gisa's wedding dress? Could you could italicize every word in that sentence and get a new meaning out of it? Hmm. Is that Gisa's wedding dress? Is that Gisa's wedding dress? Is that Gisa's wedding dress? You're right. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. So following that, they also announced, and I, I love that from a branding perspective, I love this, the, the Innistrad double feature 
Mm-hmm. Which is again like the the name and the font that they've chosen to use for it is is terrific, putting it in mind of a horror movie double feature, you know, vampires and werewolves and everything. What it is is kind of amusingly a throwback to how they used to do like regular block drafts. So it's select cards. I guess it's, I guess it's more like the recent remastered sets on Arena. It's selected cards from Innistrad Midnight Hunt and Innistrad Crimson Vow into one draft experience. It says featuring special art treatment on every card. That's interesting. The product image of the booster box and the boosters are in black and white. And I actually, I don't think, I think this is a color photograph. I... <laughs> I think it just is in black and white. Do you think the cards are all going to be black and white and that's the art treatment? Maybe. Because like if you if you had the budget to do alternate art for every single card, like that just seems of such a waste of like things that people aren't going to buy because there's so many draft commons and stuff. But maybe if they figured out like, oh, actually, we can just like print this set again, but like turn the contrast all the way down or something and then just like yeah. have black and white cards like for the whole set. And then we can put them in these packs like that's but clever. Surely you need to like indicate the color of the cards just for like playability. Right. I would love to hear like, the, yeah, Innistrad Double Feature, I think is very cool from a branding perspective. I agree. And I think it's great that all three, you know, times we've gone to Innistrad, sets, sets of sets or whatever, all three Innistrad blocks, I guess, if that's fair to use that word, have had a different feeling, even though they're all gothic horror. Like there's, you know, I didn't actually, wasn't really aware that there was this much breadth to the gothic horror milieu and like theme. So good on you for that. The first set was is firmly within gothic horror. And then the Shadows Over Innistrad set dipped its toes into cosmic horror, which, okay. you know, was kind of the the the, the step. Well, it, it was a step after that. And then here we have a much more like modern pop horror. All right. Okay, I stand corrected. But that's still I'm still impressed. I just am not a horror buff. Anyways. But mechanically, having one set that it turns out to be two sets and then goes back into being one set, to me, I want to hear like the design explanation of that and whether or not like double feature is kind of like a, you know, window into some corners that we cut to like turn one set into two sets and like really what the Innistrad double feature is how the set started or something. And so like they already had the file for like, this is the draft set. And then at some point they're like, okay, we have too many good ideas. We're going to break it out into two different sets or, or whether that's not the story, you know, I'd love to hear at some point you know tales from r&d about that well we'll probably have a making magic column about it at some point sweet also this the uh, this is a store exclusive okay well great i love those buy cards from your stores kids yeah because i mean the point is to draft right so yeah yeah looking forward to doing that again sometime all right we're gonna keep going through the rest of the non-standard releases for 2022 and next up very excited about this personally is unfinity yeah yeah so this is a it's a new unset so it'll be you know draftable unlike the last thing we saw was the unsanctioned like pre-constructed box thing but no this is much more like a full unset like unstable so i'm glad that unstable was received so well that they get to keep doing this so that's that's nice and it's unfinity set in a was it's i'll just read it right here it's magic in space it's retro futuristic fun meets a space carnival you must see to believe so as you can see from the the key art it's a space carnival where at the carnival they have like magic the gathering like the magic ip or at least they use the magic ip Mm -hmm. which is kind of great also as i mentioned on twitter for those who only listen to this show and don't you know don't pay attention to twitter which is a reasonable thing to do healthy even yeah healthy yeah smart yeah among the people on the creative text team for infinity creative text being card names and flavor text was both myself and cameron yeah and kathleen right yeah 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 well i was gonna i was gonna mention everybody else but yeah from from loading ready run it's yeah myself and the cameron and kathleen were all we're all on the team for this which was very exciting yeah way to go congrats yeah got asked to do that and this was this was some time ago and obviously can't talk really any more about it certainly not until the actual set comes out but we were told that we were allowed to confirm that uh, which is atypical i think i mean i don't think that like normally the creative text team is not like known quantities right right yeah so yeah the entire team was of course mark rosewater because he's on literally every team for the unsets (laughs) so he was he was contributing a lot our sort of lead the team lead was a guy named Ari Zarulnik, who was very nice and very funny. Also on the team was Austin Bridges, who has done creative text for a bunch of different other sets. 
So he was sort of the the team veteran. And then the three of us from Loading Ready Run and Sean Baby. And I don't know if yeah. you're f- familiar with Sean Baby's uh, work, but he's been around on the internet for ages. When I mentioned that, someone in the chat was like, "From wait, from EGM? And yes, that is one of the places. I read a bunch of his stuff on Cracked.com yep. Yep. Before, Cracked. before Cracked started to suck. Basically, all the funny people who I followed at Cracked don't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm especially proud that you managed not to break your your NDAs for this while you know working with all of the rest of us. It was so difficult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And doing all this magic stuff all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, I have a writing project I'm working on. Goodbye. So yeah, can't wait. The, the, I I think I think it's within the realm of my NDA, etc., to say this is very fun. I think people are gonna like it. It's very silly, and it'll I, be good. It'll be good. I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> I also hope that that's within the realm of what you're allowed to say, Grant. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Well, I'm looking, well, even if it's not fun, I'm looking forward to drafting it based purely on the success of Unstable. I remember that one being just being like one of the best draft sets they had churned out. Like it just mm-hmm. had, it felt like a great core set and hopefully Infinity continues with that. And I'm really excited and eager to find out what all you wrote and and what's going on at this weird space carnival. Yeah, I look forward to finding out what I wrote too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I barely exactly. remember anything. Right. We've definitely had people be like, oh, you know, I can't wait to see all the, you know, loading ready run jokes that you've snuck in there. And it's like, that's not really, you know, that would be that would be doing a bad job because the point of a job like this is to serve the greater whole. And if something like really sticks out in, in like a noticeable way, then that's actually that's actually doing a bad job. But I think certainly for you two, certainly for you and Kathleen. I think there are flavor texts that are going to be recognizably like I, th- I think there's some flavor text in there that's very Cameron. And I think there's yes. some that's very Kathleen. Yes. Agreed. Great. Well, I can't wait to play that game now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kathleen really knocked it out of the park IMO. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So also next year, you know, based on the back of the success of Dungeons and Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms is there. So, okay. This, this is a sort of a mashup of several different things. There's a new set. It's not a standard set like AFR is. It's called Dungeons and Dragons Battle for Baldur gate but it's also the next commander legends sweet so it's dungeons and dragons battle for Baldur's gate commander legends <laughs> oh you're right they managed to make it magic the gathering presents <laughs> dungeons and dragons battle for Baldur's gate commander legends right it's like how many more letters can we get in this name yeah featuring cardi b exactly <laughs> an m&m so, joint yeah so it's the commander legends draft experience where you draft a 60 card commander deck but it's more D&D. New dungeons, maybe? Ooh, dungeons? Get to get in some different dungeons. That could be fun. I had a I had a pretty good time drafting AFR, although after, I want to say, 30 drafts, it was just sort of like, oh, right. Okay, so you just always have to get into Rakdos if you can. <laughs> Yeah, so that like as a as a set as a draft set overall, while the mechanics were great and like I had a fun time with all the cards, it was one of those ones where it's like, oh, okay, when it's once it's solved, it loses some of the value of of replayability. So, yeah, I think it was really fun for the first couple of weeks before people realized you just have to be in Rakdos. Yeah, well, I mean, you can be in other things if the table's pushing you. It's like you can have success with other decks, yeah. but you kind of have to be aware of like the possibility of Rakdos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a bit solved that way. Drafting Commander Legend was awesome and i'm yeah. sad i didn't get to do more of it because i think we i think i only actually did a full draft of it the one time for the just for the ppr ppr right? me too i managed to do a like home draft thing over discord where i like dropped everyone's pools off their house after we rochester drafted it which was a lot of work but that's just how much i loved commander legends draft like that set was fantastic so mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to this too yeah and i i i I love the D&D aspects of it, so I'm all I'm all in for this. They're also doing another Double Masters. Remember that set? Yeah. We drafted I, it in the woods. <laughs> also only drafted that one once for the PPR. Ditto. I'm kind of surprised they're making another Double Masters. I mean, I guess people liked it. I guess. Yeah. I, I thought Double Masters was going to be the only one of its kind, too. But yeah. So yeah, it's there's two foils per pack, two rare or mythics per pack, and it's got more powerful reprints and a multicolored draft focus. And do you, do you take two picks per pack? Or no, the first pick of each pack is two? I can't remember now. Uh, want to watch want to watch coverage of the ppr <laughs> yeah sure we could we could look it up let's go back to watch this in the woods i suppose we definitely took two cards first and then after that i can't remember yeah. possibly we just took one out of every pack after taking two yeah i think it was the first pick of each pack was two cards okay i think either that or just the very first pick but i think it was out of each pack we'll find out it'll be back <laughs> 
Yeah. As is Jumpstart in a more traditional fashion, because there's the Jumpstart Historic Horizons that's out on Arena now that I've been enjoying. But there's also Jumpstart 2022. So that's like a new, this one's actually in paper again, because Historic Horizons, of course, is arena only. And they say that it's going to have a new booster fun card treatment, a new to magic card in every pack, and dozens of new themes. So sign me the heck up. Now, did they let us know whether this is also coming to arena? You'd think, because the first Jumpstart was like, it came to arena and it came to paper. Yeah, I assume. So yeah, I can't remember from the video whether that's happening, but let's, let's expect that. Yeah. Unlike double masters and unlike commander legends and unlike infinity yeah Uh, so if you're looking forward to arena sets this one may be in the fourth quarter you can expect they also talked a bit more about some stuff that we already knew about which was the warhammer 40k commander decks camp during the announcement Mm -hmm. the sort of the brand manager or the guy like in charge of these kind of partnerships mark hagan he kept calling it warhammer 40,000. i think games workshop is really pushing hard to call it warhammer 40,000. that that was my assumption not 40k i i don't it feels wrong he he was very particular about saying 40,000 every single time and so i because chat i was watching this live we were co-streaming it and and chat was like why does he keep saying it like that and i was like the way that he keeps doing this makes it seem to me like this is a branding request on behalf of games workshop that yeah like games workshops all all their videos refer to it as warhammer 40,000, and it would be like i don't know if if you were watching tv in an ad that kept saying berger king came on (laughs) right it just you didn't even know that you cared about this but now it's upsetting you subway subway yeah yet fresh Mm, subway it's weird right like forty thousand. i i would love to find out why they care about this like is it just some admin at work or at uh, games workshops job to like change things or like there must be somebody who's like that is not the name of the game it is not called 40k it is called warhammer 40,000, and you will use it also they have yet to fix the logo this is the logo they came up with for ninth edition and graham i want to know if you can see what makes my teeth hurt in this logo oh i think we've talked about this before the r the tail of the, the r, r goes outside the border oh no it does <laughs> and the a is slightly off center from the eagles why uh, yes yeah. wait literally just shift everything a little to the left and i think you yes. solved it yes awkward why? It, why? Why are you Warhammer doing 40,000. <laughs> That's Warhammer 40,000. That we're putting our energy into saying thousand instead of centering the text. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what else did we learn about this set though? Not much. It's coming out 2022. It's going to be Commander decks. We've we've talked about this before. There's maybe a bigger conversation to have about universes beyond, but frankly, I'm like, yeah, right. I'm into 40k. I'll play this thing. Same with the Lord of the Rings set which is not coming out until 2023 so that was further out than i thought and that's going to be a full set non-standard so that'll be interesting as well and this is the other universes beyond things they announced is a secret layer with street fighter oh yeah with they showed off a picture of chun li and they confirmed that she will have multi-kicker yeah <laughs> hilarious which was very funny and also a secret layer for Fortnite. hey oh <laughs> And I, I just, I, I can't, I can't muster the energy to, to, to care. Yeah I, yeah, I would, I would be like a little incensed and like, I don't know, disappointed or whatever. But I just already read a bunch of tweets. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's an overreaction, everyone. I, yeah, yeah. I, I reported on this on our show Checkpoint, which is our gaming news show on youtube.com slash loading ready run. And uh, sort of buried in the middle of the story was my real thoughts about it, which was, I said that this feels like a product targeting two fan bases neither of whom want this yeah that's probably fair but i don't know probably it will it'll probably sell very well to fortnite people i guess and some magic people if it gets people into magic that haven't heard of magic but do play fortnite right like if that if that succeeds in happening and then they we have more more opponents and more players to play with right like that's yeah Yeah, exactly Honestly, the Street Fighter thing, I think, seems sweet, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to sound too much like a decrepit old man, because Fortnite is tremendously popular, and it's very possible that there's a much greater crossover in the Venn diagram between Magic players and Fortnite fans than I am aware. But Like, I, yeah. I think among people who are less than half our age, this might do numbers. <laughs> right. Oof. 
Yeah. Right. I'm, I ain't here to tell the kids what is or isn't cool. I'm cool. Yeah. But I acknowledge, you know what, it's it's like the Abe Simpson thing. You know, I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. And what it is now is now strange and scary to me. Mm-hmm. But hey, good news. Abe Simpson probably going to come out in Secret Lair of the Simpsons in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like if we can get Street, Fight, Street Fighter in Fortnite, like why can't we just have Secret Lair Golden Girls and Secret Lair Garfield? Like I'm looking forward to that stuff. Like the door is wide open now. My commander is Sophia. She does hand attack offense. <laughs> She would, though. <laughs> wow. Uh, you got me. But yeah, we've flossed open the door to any cool secret layers you wanted. <laughs> Thank you, Fortnite. Uh, all right. To round out the episode, we're going to quickly talk about the actual like premier products for 2022. All that was bonus ancillary stuff. Obviously, we spent like 15, 20 minutes talking about the secret layers that are available right now, but... Yeah, it's been an hour. Let's talk about to the content of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. So the first standard set for 2022 is Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. We are returning to Kamigawa. It is the far future of Kamigawa from where we saw it previously, and it is very cyberpunk style. Yeah, I mean, I'm into this. Spit taken Wheeler. Yeah, it, it looks pretty sweet, honestly. Like, when you say, like, oh, you know, it's it's going to be cyberpunk, and you imagine... It, it, it puts images into your head that are not necessarily backed up by the key art of the set, mm-hmm. right? Like, it still looks... I don't know. I It looks sweet. There's a little, like, the the new planeswalker whose name escapes me who they mentioned on the stream and introduced in the key art has like an origami tanuki on his shoulder yeah and i mean like people are saying like oh so now we're gonna have guns and magic i i don't know i didn't see that part of the presentation where they they released the fact that they will all be carrying you know like <laughs> they did not mention that at all and i i i suspect there will not be guns yeah yeah i'm i'm on i'm on the same page with you graham like magic is a technology and i want to see just conceptually what we can do with a space when we say that technology is not the arbiter of a society's sophistication right or what we think of as technology is not what someone in the magic multiverse thinks of as technology magic is a technology right Mm. i i have thoughts on this because this is something i've wanted to talk why why does why does a ma- a universe with magic in it always look like feudal europe mm-hmm. good right? question it doesn't have to that was a decision that we all made and took as default so why not why don't we just break out of that and see where we can go with it right yeah like and i think the magic multiverse doesn't need it right yeah we've talked a bit about spell jammer which is you know magic stuff happening in space mm-hmm. and what that might look like right what what would you do if you could build a spaceship using using magic well we have some thoughts on that and they're weird they're very weird yeah. I don't like them, but you know, it's, it's still a neat thought. Yeah. I'm, I'm really neat to see, to see that. They also said that they have worked with a bunch of like actual like cultural liaisons or something, yeah. or there's, or there's yeah. a, there's a word they used. Yeah. It wasn't, maybe it wasn't liaison, but some sort of, they're going to try to not, I want to say like diversity experts, but that also sounds wrong. Yeah. They're going to do their best not to piss people off as they represent Japan. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's keep our fingers crossed real tight that that happens like that you know that we get out of this and we get it we get to play with these cards without like feeling guilty or being filled with horror as we look upon like you know what they've done to japanese culture because certainly it's very exciting to think to go back to kamigawa and have it mixed with like you know yeah like blade runner and cyberpunk and the future of kamigawa like i don't know i yeah i'm excited to see what else is on kamigawa and have more characters and places take form magic cards so yeah Mm-hmm. big big hopes here mm-hmm. the second standard set for 2022 is called streets of new capenna and it is a like roaring 20s art deco crime syndicate setting and i'm i'm also very excited for this frankly it's apparently this plane has a special significance to elspeth whatever the heck that means it was a city built by angels that is now being run by demon crime families and each of the crime families also has their like three colors there it's it's i i don't know if it's the wedges or the the shards or whatever but it's uh you know like mechanically each of the crime families is goes across three colors but the art is unprovably obnixilous 
I think it's Obnixilus. It's a big demon wearing a pinstripe suit. Right? Yep. Oh, I'm just looking forward to the atrocious fashions we're going to see in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. Gangsters are not really known for dressing like understated. So I, I need to see this. Right. I want to see these very, very fancy looking demons. Yeah, I want to see some sort of magical jazz band. And, you know, maybe I'll be able to put together a cosplay out of just stuff that's in my house already. Yeah. Like the, the art deco style, like inlay in the background of the art, the key mm -hmm. art intrigues me. I'm like, yeah. can we get the big demon guy out of the way? I want to see, I want to see what's going on on these walls. There was right. a wide shot they showed of the city during the presentation. And as they were describing it, I, I mentioned this on Twitter, but as they were describing it, I was like, oh, like tailspin. Wait, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I mean, kind of though, right? It, well, it's yeah, it, it's that era, right? It's it's the same sort of era. You know, this would be uh, Cape Suzette, right? Is the, yeah, the town in yeah. Disney's Tailspin where it's the same sort of thing, right? It's like crime bosses and pinstripes and Art Deco architecture. Don't feel bad about it, Graham. You know, there were people watching this who were like, so they're just ripping off Bioshock now. <laughs> Brutal. Wow, I just felt. Yeah. Some some thing ran through my body. Yeah. <laughs> when you said that, it went all the way through it. it I believe that is the ghost of a straw man <laughs> uh, just phasing right through you. I, I invented can... that guy. Whole I can cloth. feel him in the room with us. <laughs> Yet I'm confident he really exists out there. Yeah. I'll I'll go I'll go search Twitter later. Really though, that plane looks super cool. Can't it wait does. for the Boardwalk Empire plane. Yeah. yeah. So after like cyberpunk future Japan and 1920s Boardwalk Empire, as you say, I think it's very smart of them that the third set next year is going back to Dominaria. All right. Right. I think mm -hmm. that's that's very that's a good idea to be like, all right, all right, all right. Now let's go right back to where magic started so it's called dominaria united and we don't know much about it but hey everyone who had a fit about us going to neon genesis kamigawa and <laughs> and then also to tailspin world you can have have some regular old boring feudal europe magic cards as well Let's try to keep the keeping the family together here yeah but as you say we don't know anything else about it so i don't know if it's anything like the last dominaria draft set it's gonna be awesome mm-hmm and then there's another other different Dominaria set that is from a different time than that one. So Dominaria United, as far as we're aware, is continuing to follow on the story of Dominaria following the set Dominaria from a couple of years ago. But then the fourth set in 2022 is from way before any of that. And it's called The Brothers War. So well, they're making a set of The Brothers War between Urza and Mishra. My question for this is that magic sets seem to have this directive where they will have three planeswalkers. Mm. Yet, yet, in the distant past, planeswalkers looked very different than they do today. Mm. Right. Before the mending, right? Mm -hmm. And this would be before the mending. Yeah. yeah. Is Urza going to be like, well, I mean, or are the planeswalkers in this set going to be like 45 mana <laughs> plus one uh time walk right right like <laughs> minus two exile all of your opponent's permanents and their library maybe you just don't make planeswalkers of them i don't know that's a great yeah. question they might just make some like very expensive ones uh, to try to represent that like you know ugin is like one of the most powerful planeswalkers we have printed right and like it's it evokes a bit of that feeling of just like well this guy's abilities are nuts but i guess you spent eight mana so i don't know i i mostly just kind of weirded out that the pacing of these four sets is like okay uh plane we haven't seen in almost 20 years and and it's in the future so a lot of exciting information there then brand new plane and then back to dominaria but then the fourth one is like and we're still on dominaria for this one and it's something you're familiar with as well so it's like the the pacing of new and familiar beats feels weird to me I, i'm really stoked that the brothers war is getting a set i'm yeah. excited to see these cards like you mm -hmm. know return to antiquities kind of vibes but big mechs yeah, but but it just as in terms of its place in the year's rollout does feel strange to me. So that that irks me a little bit, but I'll get over it, I'm sure. And yeah, I don't know. What are they going to do about this Planeswalker question? Because you're right, Cameron, there is a there is an issue of why, play, you know, Planeswalkers didn't used to be cards, partly for this reason. And the early part of the lore is like, oh, the player is the Planeswalker. And yes. like no, no card could be the could be another Planeswalker. That would be like making another player 
it just wouldn't work for the rules, right? Like they, mm-hmm. that was kind of that was like a 1990s explanation. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe they just won't put any planeswalkers in the set. I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it would be an interesting break. Or they could have some planeswalkers from the future or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are we seeing this because, you know, Teferi has decided to, like, take a weekend in the Brothers War, right? <laughs> right. Like, you know, there's got to be some nerds out there with a time machine who'd be like, man, if I had a time machine, I'd tell you what I'd do with it. <laughs> the Battle of Midway. I'd be right there, you know, with the, with the dive bombers. And like, man, that's weird. Yeah. It's weird. weird. You're going to wreck it. You're going to wreck it. You know that, right? (laughs) Or die. Yeah. Or both. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe there are war nerds among magic planeswalkers who are like, yeah, got to see the battle, the the Brothers War. Going to go weekend at the Brothers War. You know, like O'Brien and Bashir with their weird, like, obsession with last stands in the final season of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. It's like, you want to do Battle of Thermopylae? Eh, no, let's do Alamo. I'm like, guys, this isn't healthy. <laughs> you need to stop. Maker of bad decisions. Sorry, Graham, I interrupted what was undoubtedly going to be a fantastic segue. No, well, I was I was going to maybe do a segue about like, but and now we need to stop. And then you said that and I was going to be like, but you can make good decisions by going to Card Kingdom. But I realized I didn't actually want to ramp right through to Card Kingdom until we actually wrapped like the... Yeah. <laughs> the... <laughs> The episode, which is okay. basically apart from the Fortnite thing, which I don't care about, I'm I'm in for all of this. This all looks very exciting. I think this was a very, very good announcement of a bunch of things that I'm I'm quite into. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think I mean there's a lot here. There's a lot here. There's a lot. Um and you know, maybe maybe we could pump the brakes a little bit just to give us some breathing room. But then again, I guess like if it sells, it's gonna keep happening. But I mean, this all seems interesting. There's stuff like nothing here makes me mad, mm-hmm. right? There's definitely some stuff I have less interest in, like the Fortnite secret lair. I'll probably get over that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just like look at that and go, well, looks like I'm gonna go on with my life. Yeah, I mean, even even if you like secret layers, it's like it only takes five minutes, right? It's not. It doesn't take up the space of the rest of the releases because you know, like need to learn the draft environment or anything yeah yeah maybe i'll play against one of these cards in uh, a commander pod at some point and then still go on with my life yeah mm-hmm. and you can go on with your life by buying cards at card kingdom there see it all worked out okay yeah. it's fine yeah we did it yeah please go to cardkingdom.com slash lrr they're our sponsor and we would like them to continue being so and ask for a button it says lands in front party in the back maybe ask for two <laughs> or three buttons Ask for as many buttons as they'll give you and hope that they just stuff your envelope with buttons and then make a video of you burning that button and post it. <laughs> also, this show is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon. I don't think I don't even think I mentioned this at the top of the show. Go to patreon.com slash loading ready run because it helps us keep the lights on. That is going to do it for Tap Tap Concede. I have been Graham, joined by Cameron. Hello. And Nelson. A demon in a zoot suit. Jordan edits these. Heather gets them online. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.